0: and welcome to episode 5 of My Duke and I. Hello, Denise. Hello, Anita. Hello, friends. Hope everyone is doing well.
1: Thanks for all the positive feedback we've received. We do appreciate all of the inputs that we've been getting from you guys.
0: Um, One of our listeners asked us to put the episodes on YouTube, and we have done so. Thank you for your suggestion. That's
1: really exciting. So now there's so many different avenues for listening to this. YouTube, iTunes,
0: Podbean,
1: Spotify.
0: Wow, that's really impressive. I would say we're on about 12 social media platforms. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, whichever one that you prefer to listen on, hey, it's available. And Anita, you know the best part of that? It doesn't matter what country you're
1: in,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you can listen. Last week, I was in Amsterdam, and I was able to listen. This week, I'm in London, mm-hmm. and I can listen. Mm-hmm. My daughter was recently in Morocco, mm-hmm. and she was able to listen. So, we're definitely global.
0: Nice. So, Anita,
1: what are we talking about today?
0: We'll be discussing the 70th anniversary of the Commonwealth Nation. Fortune 500 name Harry and Meghan as one of its most influential people in the world. Meghan has also been given a ringing endorsement by the Commonwealth Secretary General, Patricia Scotland, who has praised her for her contribution to the family of Commonwealth nations. Wow, that's really impressive. And somewhere I also read that Time
1: magazine had Harry and Meghan in their top 50 most influential people or leaders of the world.
0: Awesome. So definitely Harry and Meghan is doing something that um, is beneficial to this world. Yes, they definitely
1: making an impact, I would say. Quite an impressive impact at that.
0: Yes. So, Dennis, why don't you start off telling us about that 70th anniversary of the Commonwealth nations? Well, as some people may or may not know, when Queen
1: Elizabeth became queen 67 years ago, she inherited the Commonwealth leadership position from her father. At that time, there were only eight Commonwealth countries throughout the years, that she has reigned in the United Kingdom. That eight is now up to 53 Commonwealth countries.
2: Wow.
1: Yes. And so, as I think we mentioned in our first episode, that normally the Commonwealth leadership is not an inherited position. It's a position that is elected by the leaders of the Commonwealth and even though the Queen has been head of the Commonwealth State for the last sixty seven years, it's not a position that the next heir to the throne would have inherited. It's a position that the leaders themselves decide who should get it. Well last year the Queen was asked for a suggestion as who should continue This leadership, after her reign is over, and initially the the Commonwealth leaders thought about electing someone from each country each year to represent them. But then it was suggested by the Queen that perhaps her son, Prince Charles, should continue the leadership now, Mm -hmm. and he was unanimously voted in as the next leader. In addition to that, the Queen realized the importance of having the young people represented in the Commonwealth of Nations, so she appointed Prince Harry to be the next ambassador for the Commonwealth youth, and the youth are the young people aged 35 and under. Upon marriage, Meghan Duchess of Sussex, Harry's wife, will work alongside him as ambassadors to these Commonwealth countries. Yeah, so, so, so that's where we stand with leadership in the 53 Commonwealth countries right now.
0: That's truly significant that they went from eight countries to now 53 countries. And also they have members now that were not part of the colonial era or part of the United Kingdom before, and now these members join because these Commonwealth nations are having an impact on um the things that matter to them so having said that um denise, when we think of the Commonwealth Nations and their existence for over seventy years, what purpose do you think they serve? Each other. Well, I think um, today there are many millions of people
1: around the world that have been drawn together under the Commonwealth umbrella because they have or share the same values. They collectively share the same values, whether it's in 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 the government, in their democracy, or human rights. They have common goals. They have common values and outside of the Commonwealth of Nations, they're able to speak with one voice Mm -hmm. in many things such as environmental issues, human rights issues, or even democracy because all of these Commonwealth countries are democratic countries, India being the largest democracy of all. And so these are the values that they share. And so, for instance, if there's a disaster or something that should happen to one country, then the other 52 countries can pool together to give that country that needs support Mm -hmm. help.
0: And we've been seeing that um, with the cyclone Ida in um, Africa, that Harry and Meghan... um, Mention on their instagram account
1: yeah they yeah they were able to not only reach out to the to the people in that country, but they were also able to inspire others to help that country to um to get more help mm-hmm. you know whether it was financial help mm-hmm. or just moral help. Mm-hmm going over you know having other members of the commonwealth go into um is it mozambique that that cyclone hit
0: yes yes that's mozambique
1: yes so other countries were able to give support in many many different ways and, and this is a good thing also about having leaders like harry and meghan because they, they can speak on behalf of all of the countries collectively with one voice and use their platform Mm -hmm. to amplify the voices of the people that need help and have others respond. And so I think not only did the other 52 countries respond, Mm -hmm. but even Harry and Meghan's fans that have been donating to the global Sussex baby shower have also responded Mm -hmm. to the needs of the people in this country that's been tragically displaced in so many ways by this cyclone. Mm
0: -hmm. Also, the message that Harry and Meghan sent out on their Instagram account says that um, if you would like to help, um, they ask that you visit dec.org.uk. So if you want to help, you could help by going to this website, dec.org.uk. So that's
1: one of the things that the Commonwealth of Nations do. They, they give each other support. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only that, I'm sure countries on the outside looking in can see the unity of these 53 countries. That's very diverse. They represent people in four different continents. And they're able to come together and work together as one. And I think that in itself is is remarkable, especially in the times that we're living in.
0: Absolutely. So, Denise, let's talk about um, Fortune 500, naming Harry and Meghan as one of the most influential. Um what makes Harry and Meghan according to Fortune 500 as most influential is that Harry has been openly able to talk about his struggles with mental illness. Coming from a man this is huge because most men are unable to discuss their mental illness also harry has always talked about the stigma that is associated in general with mental illness so the fact that he's talking about it as a man opens up a conversation for other men as well so uh, using himself as an example he is saying that it's okay as a man to talk about whatever the mental illness that you have and to seek help for, for it because we can see that Harry has come a long way um in terms of uh, what we've seen from him in the past and what we're seeing right now as a result of talking about his mental health um, that he really sought help for and um, which has brought him to this point. So that is really commendable on Harry's Heart. Just by doing that, he has opened up a conversation that can take place among men. So that was something um, that they applauded him on. Also, in terms of Meghan, because it's both Harry and Megan, the influence that Meghan has been having on women in general, the um, empowerment of women, creating a platform so that women can have a voice, um, so that women can be part of the conversation in terms of decision making, that platform makes her part of the Fortune 500 uh, most influential as well. Do you want to add anything to it, um, Denise, in terms of Uh what Megan has been doing that really solidifies her in that category? Well, the main fact
1: that, um, number one, she is a feminist, Mm -hmm. and she has actually Place that in her royal biography sketch that mm-hmm. she is a feminist mm-hmm. and that she is empowering young women or women of all ages, really, mm-hmm. not just young women but women of all ages she's empowering them with by education and also human rights mm-hmm. this is this is really having an impact throughout the world, and the Fortune 500, as well as Time magazine, recognize that, that these two young people together as a couple, they are already having an impact in the lives of many young people across the world. So as a result of that, you know, they've been listed both in Time magazine and Fortune 500 as the most um some of the most influential leaders, two of the most influential leaders on a global scale.
0: Wow, that's so fabulous. Here you have Time Magazine and Fortune 500 recognizing Harry and Meghan and the difference that they're making in this world. Um, I'm really proud to be um, a fan of both of them and a member of one of the Commonwealth nations. Um, I'm so happy for these young people to have someone like Harry and Meghan to look up to, and for Harry and Meghan to showcase what they're doing in their um, in their countries is wonderful.
2: Yes,
1: I definitely think so because it's not often in in today's society that you really find a young couple of their age to have so much influence by using their voices. But even more important than using their voices, their actions are spoken so much louder than their words, because they're not just people that will sit back and say, okay, do this and do that. Mm -hmm. They're very Mm hands-on. They're actually working, and especially as members of the royal family, to get out there and work and not just use your platform to cut ribbons. Mm -hmm. That is saying a lot to the young people across mm-hmm. the world yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why they're having such an impact mm-hmm. because they're, they're just so relatable. Mm-hmm.
0: We also saw when Megan went to Morocco how she was able to relate to the young ladies um, at the school she went to. Um, so it's not just talking about it, as you said. She's well, she's putting herself in the situation to hear from the people, to let them know that um, she's hearing them. She and and she wants their voice um, to be heard, you know, around the world. So that is really really commendable on her part.
1: Yes, um, she's actually is. Amplifying, mm-hmm. their voices, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Ampl- amplifying their voices, and even in amplifying their voices. She put whatever she recommends into actions. Mm -hmm. You know, by her actions, people are actually taking their cue. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really important. In fact, that's really a very extraordinary Mm -hmm. thing in a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, when people are looking to you for a cue and they see you actually doing the things that you recommend, then that is a sign of a really good leader. And I think both Meghan and Harry are hands-on type of leaders where they're not just telling people to do, they're actually going out there and they're doing. And so people see them doing and follow suit.
0: Absolutely. Oh, congratulations to them.
1: Yes, I think it's, it's, it's wonderful. And I am hoping that Her Majesty the Queen and Harry's... Father, Meghan's father-in-law, Prince Harry and Duchess Camilla, are extremely proud of these two young royals because they're truly setting a standard. They're setting an example that others hopefully will learn and follow in their footsteps because, you know, Anita... Mm-hmm. I'm over here in London now, Mm -hmm. and um, I've met and spoken to a few people. And there are some people that would really like to see the monarchy end. But right now, they're kind of pausing because they see Harry and Meghan as the real future Mm -hmm. of the monarchy. They see these two as leaders And they see these two as not just sitting back and having taxpayers' money support them, Mm -hmm. but they see them as working, not just working, but also earning the respect of the people. You know, Harry for a long time has always said that. He he acknowledges and knows that he was born into a life of privilege, Mm -hmm. but he also feels that with this life of privilege, Comes responsibilities, and luckily he met and married a partner that feels the same way. While Megan wasn't born into a life of privilege, she's earned her way all of her life. Yet when she became successful, she didn't stop there. She decided to give back, Mm -hmm. and so together, this young couple are really a dynamic team because they're not just partners in marriage, but they're partners in their humanitarian values Mm -hmm. and work. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of the things that people are so impressed and so touched um, by the both of them, that they are truly humanitarian leaders that's trying to make a difference for good in all the lives that they come in contact with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I think that's quite remarkable and they actually do deserve these um, recognition, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: definitely. So Megan has been given a ringing endorsement by the Commonwealth Secretary, Patricia Scotland. Can you tell us more about that, Denise?
1: Yes, um,
0: on Friday,
1: Patricia Scotland gave Megan, a ring and endorsement. It it was actually it's Friday was actually the 70th anniversary of the Commonwealth, as we mentioned before. And Patricia, in an interview with the BBC, said that she thought Megan's background was extremely important to the 2.4 billion people of the Commonwealth. Why? because the population would actually say that Meghan looks like them. Now, in speaking of the the Duchess of Sussex, she also said that Meghan, quoting um, Patricia or Baroness Scotland words, she said, Meghan was a young, vibrant, professional woman who is now dedicating herself to public service. And Baroness Scotland herself was actually born in the Commonwealth, the country of Dominica, and she was raised in the UK. So she acknowledges that the Duchess's background is very relevant to many across the globe. She also stressed that people need to realize that Duchess Megan is not the first mixed-race person in the royal family there is a queen charlotte that history has carefully tried not to speak about but she was actually queen of england and she was the first mixed race uh, person and she had i think um she had a lot of children i would say maybe seven or eight children so yes the royal family themselves it's not as blue blood as many would like to think it is a a family that has already been mixed, and so even though many today would like to think of the royal family as a pure white family, they're actually not. Mm -hmm. But after all, what difference does that make? Mm -hmm. Because as long as you're of the human race, that's all that matters, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, The skin tone is just a surface thing. Beneath the tone of the skin, everyone is the same. Mm -hmm. And so... Baroness Scotland was very careful to mention this, that even though Meghan is of mixed race, the most important thing right now is the 2.4 billion people that say that Meghan not only look like them, but she is also relatable to them. And she's relatable to them because she is showing interest in the young people she's interested in developing and learning about their issues she wants to see them educated and she wants to inspire them as much as possible so along with her husband this is their common goal to make sure these young people are given the tools that they need not only to develop within themselves but also within their community and thus within their country. Mm-hmm. So this is this is absolutely remarkable. and um, Baroness Scotland has recognized these qualities in Megan and she's very happy to welcome her as a part of a Commonwealth of Nations. She is, yeah. And she, you know, she she wants to make sure that people realize that Megan is very much appreciated and that all of the, the people of the Commonwealth country really love her. And they're grateful to her for amplifying their voices and bringing to light many of the things that they were not able to, to voice before. So this is the role she's playing, a very significant role Mm -hmm. beside her husband, Mm -hmm. Duke of Sussex.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that really draw me to Megan um, is her whole idea of women empowerment and access to education. But more so, given that I'm from one of the Commonwealth nations, I could definitely see how, given that most of the... Um, people or the youths of the commonwealth or people of color, I could definitely see why she's embraced. Obviously, they look like her and the message that she has. Um, so that is one of the, the other thing that, um, draws people to her. And plus, she's very warm as well. And, um, as I've always said, I'm so happy for them to have somebody like the Duchess of Sussex to represent them, and to amplify their voices.
1: Yes, I think her whole demeanor is what really draws people to her, because number one, both her and her husband, they're both really good listeners, and not only do they listen, but when they hear, they actually act upon it. Because, you know, a lot of Leaders or people in their position, they will go about different um, situations in life, and yes, that they, they'll listen to people, but then they'll go back to the to their own comfort zone and they'll do nothing. You know, once they're out of sight, then everything is out of mind. But with Harry and Meghan, it's not so. They listen, and when they go back they act upon that which they have heard. Mm -hmm. And I think this is really good because not only are they influencing people, but people actually trust them. And I think trust is the key factor in this because when you trust someone, when you really trust someone, then that gives you hope, that lifts you to a higher place and it causes you to believe that tomorrow will be better. And I think this is one of the, or some of the things, that Megan and Harry, they're doing for people, not just young people, but even older people, wherever they go. Because just look at the different places that they've been in the short time that they've been married. Even places in the UK, they go and they visit a place, and next thing you know, things start to get better because once they've heard they go out and they begin to act on what they've heard and Mm -hmm. as a result of that they're really making an impact in the lives that they come in contact with and Mm -hmm. i think that's what's making them or will make them powerful youth leaders Mm -hmm. of the 2.4 billion Mm -hmm. people of the 53 commonwealth countries Mm
0: -hmm. so um You're in London right now, and the world is anticipating the birth of baby Sussex. Um, What have you been hearing, and what is the climate like out there, knowing that baby Sussex's birth is imminent? Well, there are people that are actually looking at their watch and (laughs) saying, baby
1: Sussex, please hurry up and get here. We want to see you now. (laughs) And I, I think a lot of people forgot that. In that one comment that um, Duchess Megan made, she did say Baby Sussex would arrive the end of April, the beginning of May, yeah? So, this weekend is actually the end of April, By next weekend, I'm pretty sure Baby Sussex will be here, so... Mm -hmm. You know, people are really getting impatient because (laughs) it seems as if it's been an eternity that they've been waiting and there's just so Mm -hmm. much love Mm -hmm. for this baby Mm -hmm. already that people just want to see baby Sussex. (laughs) And so baby Sussex fever is everywhere. You know, people are really, really excited and um, they're just ready for this baby to be born. In fact, over here they have these... Bookies that have been placing bets, and some of them have already raised millions of dollars
2: mm-hmm.
1: on Baby Sussex. Mm-hmm. What babies, you know, whether it's going to be a boy or a girl, mm-hmm. the name.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, it's it's just it's just really funny to see all these bets going out mm-hmm. for Baby Sussex. Um, uh, one commentator already said that Baby Sussex is already a star. <laughs> you know because baby sussex have millions of followers
2: worldwide <laughs> So,
1: yeah i mm-hmm. i you know without blasphemy or anything i think baby sussex's birth has been the most anticipated birth since since our since our savior jesus mm-hmm. you know all over the world people are waiting for this baby to be born mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i think it's really amazing it actually in all seriousness, it says a lot about Baby Sussex parents, mm-hmm. the impact that they're having mm-hmm. on the global stage to mm-hmm. the point where so many people are looking forward to the birth of their baby, not just in the UK but I've you know people from Brazil. I was in Amsterdam a few days ago in Amsterdam. You hear people from speaking all different languages asking, is the baby here yet? Mm-hmm. Every day people wake up and they're looking at their mm-hmm. at their social media to see if the baby has arrived.
0: Mm-hmm. I know. And, um, yeah. well, uh, we know that her mom, Daria, is with her. So, you know, being in a, you know, in a country that is not your homeland. And uh, you know, the British people have definitely embraced Meghan more is in a corner than those who are against her. And um, I'm just happy that she has her mom um, to support her um, during this really, really exciting time. So yeah. when are you going to make it to Windsor? <laughs> well, I will be there this week with bells and whistles on <laughs> waiting for baby Sussex.
1: And I'm hoping baby Sussex gets there by between now and Wednesday. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And once Baby Sussex gets there, I know it will be a couple of days before he or she's presented to the world. Mm -hmm. And so then I will make my way to winter Mm
2: -hmm.
1: because Mm -hmm. I would like to be there when they're broadcasting Mm -hmm. around the world Mm -hmm. that Baby Sussex has arrived. Mm -hmm. And I would like to speak to the people to get their reactions on the birth with this mm-hmm. beautiful anticipated baby mm-hmm. that I, we're all waiting for,
0: yes, I just wish I was out there in London with you
1: <laughs> well it's it, it's exciting, you know it's funny because on on friday my my family and I we went to the London eye and we we went there. We were going to try to get on
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I don't know if you've heard, but when baby Sussex is born, mm-hmm. then the London eye will light up. Mm-hmm. To red, white and blue The colour of both the UK mm-hmm. And the American flag yeah. And so we were hoping that Friday would be the day That <laughs> they would be there We would be You know, on the Mm -hmm. London Eye, Mm on the Ferris sweet looking around. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. Friday wasn't the day, and as it turned out, the crowd was too large, so we didn't go on. Mm -hmm. So now we're we're actually waiting for the Mm -hmm. birth announcement Mm -hmm. to go on the London Eye, so that we can be there on that day to say that, in history, we can stay we were there mm-hmm. <laughs> when Baby Sussex birth was announced. Yeah. So I, yeah, it, 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 it's quite an exciting time
2: here.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I know you're keeping yourself busy in the meantime, right? What have you been doing in London other than I'm waiting for the arrival of Baby Sussex?
2: <laughs>
1: well,
0: we've been um, well, we've only been back in London a few days,
1: but mm-hmm. in the last few days, we've um, done. a Little bit of sightseeing. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to the Nelson Mandela exhibit mm-hmm. that Harry and Meghan opened up last year. I don't know if you remember last year,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Meghan and Harry opened up the Nelson Mandela um, exhibition to celebrate his 100th birthday. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't and
1: know. I will say that exhibition is so inspiring and so very, very moving. Mm-hmm that i urge everyone if you're in london please go and see that exhibit Mm -hmm. and if you plan on coming to london anytime between now and june Mm -hmm. please go and see that exhibition because it is not only important but it's very inspirational Mm -hmm. and it allows all of us to reflect on the past the present and the future, Mm -hmm. in that we cannot allow the history of the past to be repeated. Mm -hmm. It shows that racist hate is very ugly Mm -hmm. and very destructive, Mm -hmm. but it also shows the redemption of how love and hope can transform not just a person, but a nation. Nelson Mandela was the person that in spite of all the hardships that he went through, Mm -hmm. he was able to unite his nation and the people Mm -hmm. and forgive the oppressors to the point where not only did he earn and was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize, Mm -hmm. but he's now one of the most respected leaders Mm -hmm. of our time. And the other thing that I learned, that he was actually born... Into royalty. Mm -hmm. Nelson Mandela was the son of a king of Africa. Mm -hmm. And I don't think too many people realize that.
0: Mm -hmm. This is the first time hearing that, too. Yes, Mm -hmm. he's from
1: royal noble blood. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, when, when his country was colonized by the British, Mm -hmm. they were stripped of everything. And it's funny that even though the British were the ones that colonized a good portion of Africa, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: yet when apartheid happened and the ugliness and the destructiveness of it, it was actually young British people that said enough was enough. Mm -hmm. And between the young British people and even the church,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: they helped or funneled money into the country to provide Legal help for Nelson Mandela and other young activists like him, Mm -hmm. and they help to shed light on the horrors, the horrors of what uh, racism apartheid Mm -hmm. was doing to a nation of people. Mm -hmm. And so, at the end of the day, the thought that I was left with that the struggle was real and still is real, and It's not something that any one race can wipe out. It's something that collectively we have to do together Mm -hmm. as one people, Mm -hmm. regardless of your skin tone.
0: I could clearly see how Meghan and Harry were so moved after, um, actually during and after visiting that museum. And um, it seems like it had the same impact on you as well.
1: Yeah. Yes, it did. Because, um, it, it wasn't just an exhibition with just pictures. Mm-hmm. They also had the footage from the different events mm-hmm. that happened during the life of Nelson Mandela. Mm-hmm. It, it showed, you know, some of the brutal beatings and murder, even the massacre mm-hmm. of, 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 of black men being killed in cold blood. And yet uh, there was another part that actually brought tears to my eyes Mm -hmm. because in one part of it, Princess Diana met Nelson Mandela Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and he hugged her and it it was such a moving, tender moment. Mm -hmm. And then I flash, I kind of fast forward to see now that her son Mm -hmm. and his wife Mm -hmm. opened the the exhibition Mm -hmm. and I thought, wow, Mm -hmm. This, you know, this, you know, it was really powerful. It was Mm -hmm. very powerful. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine what Harry and Meghan must have felt when he saw his mother there being Mm -hmm. embraced by Nelson Mandela Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: to think that, here it is, he and Meghan opened the exhibition Mm -hmm. to celebrate his 100th Mm -hmm. birthday. Mm -hmm. So, yeah it's it, it 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 was really good and i hope everyone will get a chance to mm-hmm. to go and to see and to witness his history
0: so um when we saw harry and meghan opening that um exhibition that was last year summer and this exhibition is going to continue until when
1: until june of this oh, summer
0: so people still have some time to yeah to see it yeah to go on.
1: yeah, but yeah, it's definitely worth it's definitely worth seeing because it mm-hmm. just it just brings everything to the forefront of your mind. Mm-hmm. and it also illustrates my favorite line of history. History is important because in order to know where you're going, you need to know where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is what this exhibition does for you mm-hmm. it takes you back at a period of history
2: mm-hmm.
1: that many people are not very proud of. Mm-hmm. It brings you to mm-hmm. the future mm-hmm. or, or or to the present mm-hmm. for you, for us to check ourselves
2: mm-hmm.
1: and to reflect on how we're treating each other mm-hmm. as humans. Mm-hmm. And then it also takes you into the future on what kind of world we want our children, little baby Sussex, to be born into. So, yeah, it's really
0: moving. Mm-hmm. And also, too, um, as you're saying, that I'm just reflecting on the treatment that um, Megan is receiving from the British press and some sectors of the um, British population. You know, you talked about remembering our history, remembering where we came from. And um, in order for you to do better or to change the future, you have to know where you're coming from. And um, I'm hoping that it's not too late and some reflection can take place within the, um, the British media and some sectors of the population of England um, in the way that they're treating um, Megan, um, there is blatant racism towards her. And um, I'm hoping that they can reflect because um, to harness that type of hate um, and have it fester, it's just so self-destructive and yes, it's just it's not good.
1: You know what? It's It's destructive to the country, the United mm-hmm. Kingdom, because you know what? A nation divided cannot stand. Mm -hmm. And the UK, if you came to London right Mm -hmm. now, so far, wherever I've been, Mm -hmm. it's not a majority white country. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: There are people of every language, every nationality, Mm -hmm. every culture Mm -hmm. live in. It's, It's become a melting pot. In fact, my daughter said to me, Mom, if I close my eyes, I can't believe that I'm in, in London. And I said, why, honey? She said, because this is not how I pictured London. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, because in the U.S., we, on television, and that's the other thing, people need to stop seeing things through the eyes of television mm-hmm. because it's a very warped, distorted view mm-hmm. of reality. Mm-hmm. Britain, from the minute you touch down Heathrow Airport, mm-hmm. you're not greeted by blue-eyed, white, Caucasian people.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You're greeted by people of all different nationalities.
0: Denise, can I interject and let people know um, that, you know, in talking like that, we just want to create this dialogue. You yourself is married to a Caucasian individual, so it's not in a negative way. It's just sort of opening that dialogue so that people can talk about it and, you know, reflect And, you know, for there to be some type of change that occurs because of this discussion.
1: Yes. So, yeah, because at the end of the day, like I said, it doesn't matter what your skin tone is. Beneath Mm -hmm. that skin tone, you're all, we're all the same. We're all the same. Mm -hmm. My blood is red. My husband's blood is red. My daughter's blood is red. Mm -hmm. You know? And so we need to just... Stop categorizing ourselves or putting ourselves in little boxes that I'm black, you're white, Mm -hmm. you're biracial, you know, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. We're all of the human race and we're all our brothers, keepers. And um, speaking in order to deal with racism we do have to acknowledge that it exists. Mm -hmm. And I know I've interacted with several of the royal reporters, Mm -hmm. and they're very defensive Mm -hmm. when you speak to them about racism. Mm -hmm. They would prefer for you to say it doesn't exist.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And, you know, but, but yet they speak in different codes, especially, you know, towards Megan. And this is one of the reasons why I said... You know, the royal family is not as blue-blooded as, as whatever blue-blood means. It's not pure white, mm-hmm. as many of them mm-hmm. think, because Queen Elizabeth, she's the, the descendant of a black queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is all of her children,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, Queen Charlotte. And so I think it's important that we continue to speak about this. We continue to call it out wherever mm-hmm. it exists. Mm-hmm. Because Meghan Marion, Prince Harry mm-hmm. has really brought things to the forefront. Mm-hmm. And I know there are two dynamics here
2: mm-hmm. that's
1: um, working in this country. One of them, it, you, you have the Brexiters mm-hmm. who would prefer not to have people of color in the country. In, in this country, they feel that there are too many immigrants here. No. But on the other hand, they're forgotten that it was the British that went into these immigrants' country and colonized it and depleted many of these countries mm-hmm. of their wealth mm-hmm. and displaced them. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. adults need to come to the table, mm-hmm. sit down, talk about these issues, mm-hmm and realize that we are one planet, we are one people, mm-hmm. and there is a domino effect in whatever we do. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do have consequences.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The, the UK working against Megan, or not all of the UK, because for the that most part, the everyday people love Megan. Mm-hmm. But the British press and Mm -hmm. the certain sector of the media Mm -hmm. that's been working against her, Mm -hmm. basically what they're doing, they're destroying the country. Mm -hmm. They're destroying the image of the UK. They're trying to destroy the monarchy.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Because you know what? The next generation of people... I spoke to a gentleman on the bus.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Just, you know, my family and I, we were riding on the bus of London, Mm -hmm. going into central London to the London Eye. And the gentleman is... Little, his child was maybe 16 months old. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I oh, said, so what do you think of, you know, you all... Well, she said, yeah, I love Harry and Megan, and I wish they would get rid of the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what he said. He mm-hmm. said, you know, Harry and Megan are great because they're hard workers, mm-hmm. but the rest of them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: we could do without. And this was a, a white English man mm-hmm. that was saying that. He mm-hmm. said, I don't want my daughter growing up, paying taxes for them to live off.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And he said, and I said, really? He said, yep. Yeah. when I speak, I'm speaking for a lot of people. That's how we all feel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, many people would love, mm-hmm. many British people would love to get rid of the monarchy. Mm-hmm. And I think where, when the media undermine Meghan and Harry,
2: mm-hmm.
1: especially to build up others, mm-hmm. they're not helping Mm-hmm. Because what they're doing, they're sowing discord, and they're dividing mm-hmm. the nation mm-hmm. even more. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely. What they're doing is expediting the, the end of the monarchy. And not only that, yeah. they're enraging people. You know, people of color. Yeah. Or people of color, and even people that are not of color who... yeah, who It's under, everyday in Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: because, you know, the the young people, whether they're black, white, Mm -hmm. Asian, whatever the color, Mm -hmm. they love Mm -hmm. Meghan and Harry. The Mm -hmm. young people, irregardless of their race, they see themselves Mm -hmm. in Meghan and Harry. Mm -hmm. There's a clip that I should send you, even Mm -hmm. about the young British kids in school, Mm -hmm. what they think of the monarchy. Mm -hmm. The only people they like in the whole, look, the whole royal family, Mm -hmm. the only people that. I think it was a British school in Wales Mm -hmm. that they interviewed. The only people that they liked were Harry and Meghan. Mm -hmm.
0: Definitely. Harry and Meghan, um, they're relatable. They're doing things that impact the lives of others. And um, that is what people want. People want Mm -hmm. um, leaders that are making a change in their lives um, as opposed to just taking from them. And I feel... As a taxpayer, I would be a little Resentiful. bit resentful of just paying and getting nothing back in return, so um you know it's time that the British press and certain sectors of the public um start reflecting and and also too um Megan and Harry, they're also bringing in a lot of revenue um, oh. to the economy of Britain. So, um, my my question here is, why would you want to destroy somebody that is actually doing some good? Why would you want to bite the hands that feed you? <laughs>
1: exactly,
2: yes. Yeah, uh-huh. that's
1: it. It's, you know, Harry and Meghan have made such a big impact on the economy of London. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are coming over here to visit Mm
2: -hmm. just
1: because of them. Mm -hmm. There's baby Sussex fever right now.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. This baby's not even born yet. And Mm -hmm. people like myself have come over here Mm -hmm. to Uh, be here when that birth happens. mm
0: -hmm. And and even going back, sorry to interrupt, even going back to um, Fortune 500, I'm naming Harry and Meghan as most influential. Harry has been part of the um, royal family, but Meghan is new, and she's just there about two years now. And to have that type of influence and to be having that type of impact in such a short time, I feel like, you know, she should even be more respected nor other royal members have had that type of um, acclamation or that type of recognition, you know, just being in in th- the royal family for what almost two years and been. Named- well,
1: actually, if if you think about it, it's just
0: they've been married a year,
1: mm-hmm. but not even quite a year yet. Mm-hmm. May nineteenth will be a year mm-hmm. they were engaged, you know, because before they were dating. Mm-hmm. But even some reporters thought she was just a fling, Mm
2: -hmm.
1: (laughs) you know, um, right up until the engagement. Mm -hmm. They they were engaged for a short while Mm -hmm. and married now almost a year. Mm -hmm. So, yes, as you said, you know, for someone being in the royal family for such a short while, Mm -hmm. she's brought a lot to the Mm -hmm. table, Mm -hmm. not only in respect to her Personality, her humanitarian work, but she brought her own financial wealth in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, she was not some woman that came from, you know, an aristocratic family mm-hmm. that didn't earn her own keeps. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a woman that worked and mm-hmm. made her own millions on her own, mm-hmm. you know, and that deserves a lot of respect because. At 37, Mm -hmm. Megan already came in with more than seven million Mm dollars of -hmm. her own Mm -hmm. that she earned Mm -hmm. and continues to earn because every time her show Mm -hmm. is shown, Mm -hmm. she will always be getting Mm -hmm. funds Mm -hmm. from that. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: So that will increase. Mm-hmm. and so yes she should be respected she should be respected because of her intelligence mm-hmm. because of the 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 things that she's bringing to humanity
2: mm-hmm.
1: and because she's actually bringing a lot of um relevance to the royal family itself mm-hmm. Because if you would think of the royals, if you would close your eyes for a minute
2: mm-hmm.
1: and strip away the title mm-hmm. of every member of the royal family, including the queen, mm-hmm. no disrespect,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you would see that if they didn't have the titles, they really, with the exception of Prince Charles mm-hmm. and even um, Duchess Camilla, Harry, Prince Charles... Duchess Camilla, are the three outside of Meghan mm-hmm. that have actually done something in this family?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The Queen too, with her patronages. They're the ones that's really the workers. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that's really uplifting mm-hmm. and carrying this family. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think um, the 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 um, the Wessexes, mm-hmm. the Queens. The youngest son and his wife have Mm -hmm. contributed, you know, some things. But the biggest impact, Mm -hmm. especially with bringing in funds to this family, Mm -hmm. have been Prince Charles, Prince Harry. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that have brought in major Mm -hmm. funds. Mm -hmm. And now Duchess
0: Megan. I'm curious as to what is... Prince William's contribution, or how can we measure his contribution, if it can be measured at all? As you said that, I'm just reflecting on the Times um, article on William recently. Even he has a problem with accepting Meghan and the way that she's been treated by him.
1: Um, Well, yeah. I think with William it's jealousy. William Mm -hmm. basically... My personal opinion mm-hmm. William is lazy. William is like a the typical rich brat. he has this sense of entitlement, and even though he's king, he really won't have
0: any power well, because you, yeah, just I don't want to interrupt, but I'm worried that he might not even make it to being a king um if there's this type of if he continues to create that type of division
1: right i i I agree with you one hundred percent. Because he has not really done anything. In the past, he's really hidden in his brother's brother's shadow. Mm-hmm. Because Harry is the one with the creative mind. Harry is the one that's really the leader.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And everything, whether it was Santa Bali, mm-hmm. Heads Together, mm-hmm. the Invictus Games, mm-hmm. Diana's Trust, mm-hmm. all of these things have been Harry, Harry, Harry. But until Harry got married, William tagged along, and the spotlight was taken off of Harry to make William look good. Mm. Yeah? And now people are realizing that, oh my goodness, all of these things have really been Harry all the time. Mm. And I think because there's this perception that, that William is the future king, somehow the press have sort of tried to cover over and camouflage everything that he does to make him look good, and in doing so, they've really done him more harm mm-hmm. because he has not been held accountable and responsible mm-hmm. for his actions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think in a lot of respect, Diana did she tried, but I think maybe because of a lot of things that was going on in her own life and her own marriage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm not sure what happened, but much of what she taught was not rubbed off on William. I think Harry inherited the best of both his mother Mm -hmm. and father. Harry was paying attention. William was just daydreaming on when he would be king. And I'm not sure what he thought the responsibilities of being a king would be. Basically, maybe like in the fairy tales where he would have servants and people under him.
0: (laughs) But I'm now he's sorry, I don't mean to laugh, it's just comical to me. <laughs> yeah,
1: because now he's in for a rude awakening. Mm-hmm. The world is, doesn't want that fairy tale kind of king. Mm-hmm. Furthermore, his kingship means nothing now, especially it means nothing to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Especially if he's going to be lazy and he has no influence. Mm-hmm. And... Instead of embracing his brother and his mm-hmm. brother's wife, who mm-hmm. could have taught him a lot
2: mm-hmm.
1: from what the Times article said, mm-hmm. he colluded with the press to use her own demented <laughs> father against her. Because from what they said, he sanctioned everything. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I personally feel that is such a betrayal. In mm-hmm. fact, I personally feel very hurt by this.
0: Oh, I'm so- Sick to my stomach just listening to it.
1: Because, you know, this is your brother. You guys went through so much together.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Harry, when William got married, he did everything that a brother in law should do. He embraced his new sister in law, he treated her like a big sister. Mm-hmm. And to think now William could not do the same thing for his baby brother. Mm-hmm. But instead of that, allow jealousy and envy to get in the way to the point where he would try to destroy his brother's wife, to me, that is absolutely unforgivable, unforgivable. And the only thing that gives me encouragement Mm -hmm. is because I do believe in a higher power than man. I believe in a God and I believe In that book that was written and inspired by God, because in that biblical book, there are many illustrations Mm -hmm. of what jealous brothers do and how the higher power can intervene. Mm -hmm. You know, in the beginning, we know what Cain did to Abel. Mm -hmm. We know the story of Jacob and Esau. Mm-hmm. We know the story, the latest, which is coincidentally that one of the articles is about William saying he's going to ship Harry off, Harry and Meghan off to Africa. Well, yeah, Joseph's brothers did the same thing, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They shipped him off to Egypt, right. which is a mm-hmm. continent of Africa. Mm-hmm. And we know how that turned out. Yeah? yeah. Those brothers were having, wound up having to go back to Joseph.
0: Did they have to bow to him? Yeah, bow. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, not only that, he's the one that caused them to eat mm-hmm. because remember the famine was about to kill them, mm-hmm. and without him, they, they would have starved to death. So it's apparent that William has never picked up the book, mm-hmm. that golden book, then he's supposed to be head of the Church of England someday
2: mm-hmm.
1: because had he read that book and read those stories,
2: mm-hmm.
1: he would not have betrayed his brother in the mm-hmm. way. That he has done. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's so foolish because I could imagine Harry, William, Meghan, and William's wife, Kate, working together, lifting up that monarchy and oh, changing yeah. the world as they go along. Mm. You could imagine that dynamic, how powerful that dynamic would have been. It
1: would have been awesome
0: because you know what? In reality, without Harry and Meghan here,
1: William will not survive. Because neither him or his wife have what it takes to lift the U.K. up.
0: So it's not the fabulous it's ha- the fabulous right. two.
1: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Harry and Megan. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry and Megan really don't need the U.K., mm-hmm. but the U.K. definitely need them. Remember when Chris Shipp said Harry and Meghan was the most two most powerful mm-hmm. arsenal mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. the government of the U.K. deployed? Mm-hmm. When they went to Morocco, mm-hmm. it's the truth it's the truth. I mean, William went to New Zealand this week, and there's barely any coverage of him. Mm-hmm. Nobody
0: really cares well, they know he's a phony, uh, and yeah. he doesn't really have well anything to offer, plus he came after the fact, <laughs> as mm. you said, when the people have already buried their dead yeah. and grieved mm. and here you are on the scene, if anything, what you're doing is. Um, conjuring up the past and causing yeah. more hurt by yeah. coming days after when you're trying to, you know, come to terms or to grieve and to sort of yeah. create some type of peace in your in yeah. your mind. And in, here in Erso, you come, yeah. resurrecting all of yeah. that again. It's like
1: a wound, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're pulling the scab off.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, you know... That's what it is, you know. The wound is beginning to heal, and now you just came and ripped the scab off of it mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's what he's done.
0: Um, he will not be king. So what he's doing is disrupting the lineage, what could be passed on to his children. Yeah, he's disrupting that. So he's inadvertently not only destroying himself, but he's destroying the future of his own children. What man does yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: mm-hmm. you know, what does it profit a man? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and really it's all jealousy,
0: mm-hmm. all
1: jealousy. Yeah. And
0: um, I'm just hoping that Harry and Meghan continue to be a positive influence on mm. the Commonwealth youths and um, around the world and yeah. continue to motivate people and to make people aspire to reach for greatness. Um, guys, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to hear anything um, discussed on My Duke and I, um, please go to our website, myjukeandi.com and you could leave a, a message there. Um, you could go to My Duke and I Twitter account and also leave a message there as well um, on any topic that you feel like you want to hear about or we're not discussing enough of. And uh, remember that the episodes are now on YouTube and all the various um, social media platforms out there. So thank you for listening and keep the comments coming.
1: And as we say, adieu to all our friends out there until we meet again.